Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Welcome back uh, and thank you so much uh, for your voice notes. Keep them cu- keep them coming on uh, uh, 061-410-4107. We shift gear now. It's uh, time uh, to talk personal finance with uh, Brian Hirsch. Today in our personal finance uh, feature, Brian Hirsch uh, is going to answer more of your questions about retirement annuities and tax-free savings options. Uh, uh, some of the questions are left over from last weekend. If you want to join in on the conversation, call on uh, Zero double one seven one four two zero zero six. Good morning, Brian, and thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. You know, uh, good morning to you, and I'm I'm sorry I couldn't get into the studio this morning, but you know, end of the tax year yesterday was an absolute nightmare. Now tying up all my clients' taxes and what they paid and what they've had to pay is absolute nightmare. So it saved me coming in. So good morning to you. Sorry I'm not with you in the studio. Uh, Brian, so is February only a good time to take out a retirement annuity or a save tax? Is it the only no, time in the, in the year? That's a fact. Yeah. For those who have got the cash in February, it's a great time. But the best time for those who don't have annual a lump sum, there's no better time than taking a tax-free savings account or retirement annuity in March because you can pay monthly. And by the time the next tax year comes, which is 28th of February, 2023, you will have put a whole year's contribution into the retirement annuity or the tax-free savings account, and therefore you will have found it a lot easier to pay monthly than to pay annually. Very difficult. You know, when people save annually, somehow something else comes up mm. that, that they use that money on. So when you when you when you've got a, this, when you are um, putting money away monthly and religiously every month, and you are very disciplined. A uh, lot easier to do it. So I think it's always a good time in March. So that, and then you must go to your salaries department, and you must ask your salaries department, uh, let them know that you've got a retirement annuity. They will accordingly adjust the PAYE tables, and depending on your tax rate, you, you could find you're paying less, anything between 20% to 45% less on the amount you contribute to retirement because of your tax saving, and that depends on how much you earn. Yeah. So another question that came through last week, Brian, is, um, and I quote, I have received a letter from Momentum uh, telling me that they're going to deduct more tax from a pension that I am uh, being paid. So yeah, look, this, you... is, this is, a, this is, this is it, it, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing, but it's again going to cause pensioners to have, have less in their pocket. What happens is, if you've got a pension from three companies, let's say let's say you're getting a pension from SABC, you've got a pension from Liberty, and you've got a, a pension from Old Mutual. Each company and each organization will deduct the tax based on what they pay you. They don't know anything about your other investments. So if, you get, if you're getting 10% deducted from Liberty, 10% deducted from Momentum, and 25% deducted from SABC, using as an example, mm. at the end of the year when you put together all your earnings and everything gets added and, and, and matched together under one umbrella, and now instead of earning 10 from Liberty, 10 from Momentum, 20 from um, uh, SABC, you actually get taxed on 40000 mm. So you've underpaid tax for the whole year, and then you have to pay in. So what, what this new legislation changes, which falls under, and 
it falls under what we call paragraph 2.2b, came in on the 1st of, the 1st of March, and now the, the, what the, re the receiver's done, they've sent directives to each of those three examples where I use Momentum and Sunlum and, and uh, SABC, and they've told them how much tax to take. So it is the tax that you would have paid at the end of the year. What they're trying to do is get their tax in earlier and help people to, to, fix, to opt out of a fixed rate. Uh, so that they won't have a, 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 a money to pay at the end of the year. But sometimes there are a lot of people who've got expenses that they want to deduct from their income. So you can opt out. Now, I've seen this morning letters sent to our clients which have shown tax rates from 17% to 45% to be deducted. Now, the pen pensioners are not ready for this deduction. And although they have to pay it at the end of the year, you can't, what's happening is that automatically the companies will deduct that tax, pay it over to revenue, and give you less. But you can opt out, but you need to send a letter. So anyone listening at the moment, get hold of your pension company, ask them to send you the necessary form that you need to complete if you want to opt out. If you don't opt out because you know that you're going to pay the tax at the end of the year, at the end of the year, you know where it's off but you may be worse off every month now until the end of the year. Yeah. We are uh, in conversation with uh, Brian Hirsch, chairperson of uh, Brian Hirsch Coley and Associates PTY LTD. And uh, today the focus uh, is still in on, uh, sorry, retirement annuities and tax-free savings options. Uh, and some of the questions that we're dealing with today came through last week. And another one uh, says, Brian, please explain what the benefit is of tax-free investments. Well, Again, I was a bit disappointed in the budget that they didn't increase the tax-free investments up from 36,000 because it started at 30,000 two years ago, then 33, now 36. In other words, every individual uh, that's a taxpayer can contribute to an investment. It's not like a retirement annuity where you use before tax rands. In other words, if I'm contributing to a retirement annuity and I'm earning 10000 and I put 500 into a retirement annuity, I'm only going to be taxed on 9500 This is with your after-tax money. You've now received money. You've saved money in your money market account, and now you want to make a tax-free investment. Uh, you can take up to 36000 rand, or again, as I said, monthly, 3000 rand a month, and put it into a tax-free savings account. The beauty of tax-free savings account is that you don't pay tax on any investments. You know, with all our investments, whatever we've got left after tax and we invest, there's always further tax to pay. Mm. If you buy something that's a growth asset, if you buy a share, for example, or a unit trust, when you receive those monies, there will be capital gains tax deducted. Then part of those may be shares, and shares pay dividends. A company like Discovery Life will pay, or Discovery will pay a dividend to shareholders, and, if, and, and that is taxable at 20%. But in the tax-free savings account, it's not taxable. If you buy a property fund, then the income from that property fund, which could be seven or eight percent, is taxable. If you buy it in a tax-free savings account, again, you don't pay tax. And if you earn interest in a tax-free account, you don't pay tax. So all the build-up in the portfolio is tax-free, and that's the beauty. You have, if you buy tax-free, and I make my own investments into for, with the same amounts of money, 
um, KG, you'll have 20% more than I will in 15 years' time because of the tax savings. There's a maximum in your lifetime. You can only invest 36000 a year up to a maximum of 500000 uh, a year, which takes around about uh, 13 years, somewhere around about that, just over 13 years. So it's a tax-free saving adds to your retirement, and the beauty of a tax-free saving is whereas your retirement funds you can't touch until you're 55, subject to some minor conditions, uh, tax-free saving, you can draw the money any time out, and whatever you draw out is no subject to tax, capital gains, or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you to pause so I can go to a quick commercial break um, and uh, ask the listeners also to call in if you want to ask Brian a question. Uh, we're talking uh, re- retirement annuities and tax-free savings today. Uh, call on 011-714-2006. That's 011-714-2006. You're listening to The Talking Point on SAFM. SAFM, leading the conversation. Welcome back at uh, 10.23. It's uh, Personal Finance Tuesday, and uh, we are with uh, Brian Hirsch, uh, who's the chairperson of Brian Hirsch, Coley, and Associates. And uh, we've uh, focused our discussion on retirement annuities and tax-free savings. However, if you want to ask Brian any question that relates to personal finance, uh, you can do so on uh, the Joburg number 011-714-2006. In fact, we had a conversation earlier on, uh, uh, Brian, about uh, the impending petrol price increase of tonight and uh, we were talking to somebody about how uh, you know it potentially is going to go to 25 rand in the course of the year and how it's going to impact on everything including inflation. Well Kathy I've been talking about this for the last eight weeks I've been talking about not only the petrol price increase I've been talking about interest rates going up and how working South Africans all have debt you know you can't own a home you can't own a car without taking on some debt. And with interest rates having gone up to twice by a quarter percent, that's going to put more pressure on consumers who have debt, which are working South Africans. Now we've got higher inflation. We've got medical aid increases. Some medical aid increases are coming in later this year at around about 4.8. I know Discovery's medical aid increase is 7.9. Then we've now got this petrol price increase, which not only has effect on you as the individual directly, but it's the, the transport of goods and everything associated with that. Stores are going to now be pushing up. We saw inflation around about the 57 market did drop on the month previously. I reckon we're going to get have more inflation um, that we're going to have. That's going to cost. So, I mean, the cost of living and what is going on, uh, we got a little bit back from uh, from uh, in, in the budget. Uh, I suppose the budget was pragmatic and as best as the minister could do. He had a lot of things to, that he had to think about. But uh, at the moment, we've got a boom with uh, commodities. And, we, you know, certainly we will benefit with the war going on in Ukraine because uh, there will be more demand for our commodities. Uh, and at the moment, China is stockpiling and there are demands. That will fall away. And if interest rates start, to start going up another three or four uh, hikes of another 1%, someone uh, paying, uh, having debt of a million rand with a bond and a motor car is going to be having to find another 1,500 rand over and above all the other increases. And it's really getting very hard uh, the, the, so, so what did the minister say? The minister has now looked at the pension reform. We've been talking about whether you can draw from a pension fund, if you recall, for a long time. And uh, 
they, they made no decision, but they're now looking at it to see whether they're going to allow working South Africans to draw money. How will they draw money? How will they monitor it? What will they have to do? I don't like it at all because it's going to put so much pressure on individuals when they get to retirement. But I suppose if you can't put bread on the table today, you've got to you've got to go somewhere. Yeah. So there are there are uh, there are things that are happening that may put more money into customers' hands. But it's their money, their money they were saving. So this is a hot potato. Yeah. Uh, we have a caller, D Maharaj in Durban. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you so much for the interesting topic, as always, Brian. Um, I just wanted to know, I, I've managed to save about 400,000 rand uh, extra money in my bond. And the only ex- the only debt I have is my vehicle, which is about 150,000, and my bond. So I was wondering, in order to grow my money, should I, uh, you know, put, put this in Satrix or should I pay off the vehicle first? Uh, you know what's the best way? What's the best way to handle my finances at this point? I do want to invest my money, uh, you know, over about ten years to save for my daughter's education. So I, I'm looking at maximum growth uh, for that four hundred thousand that I have sitting in my bond. Thank well, you. Well, look, you've got to find out. Uh, firstly, is the four hundred thousand in the bond being set off? Are you getting the benefit of the interest? that they charge you on the bond? Yes, so I see my interest reducing every month because okay, I so keep putting because every you know, If you just put extra. money into your bond, they don't necessarily yeah. tie that up as additional payments and pay you the interest. You've actually got to let them know what you're doing. So whatever the bond rate is, that's the rate you're getting, which is a superb rate. I mean, at the moment, if Prime is at 7.5, and, and I just said if Prime goes up to 8.5, that's what, that's what you're getting. That's a great return um, because it's after tax. Then you spoke to me about the motor car. I, I, I must tell you, the cost of the HP or the lease on the motor car is probably trading somewhere in the order of 11 or 12%. So it makes sense to take that money out of the bond and pay the motor car off. But you need to check up. They also need to give you a, a reduction on the amount owing because you're paying it early. So you must find that out and do the calculation how much extra, if it was in your bond or if you're getting the reduction, how much will you save. And then start to think about investing both monthly money and because you're obviously saving, so there's monthly money that you're putting away and some of that lump sum definitely um, could go offshore. But, you know, you've got to get, you know, your bond rate at 8.5% after tax, and you didn't tell me what your tax rate is, but let's assume your tax rate is 25%. You you know, you've got to earn something 11 or 12% to take it offshore, uh, or, uh, before, because you've got to pay the tax first, and then you can pay the bond. So it's more of a just—it's not just a simple tabletop answer. You need to sit down with a financial planner. They need to do the numbers for you. They need to calculate it for you. And I'm firm believer, firm believer for investing long term that uh, you take the money where inter- internationally you can go through Signia or Satrix and buy international funds simply because international funds have the best companies in the world, the companies that have developed in the industries. You know, if I think about it, if I want to invest in a computer company in South Africa, there may be one, but globally there are 20. If I want to invest in a luxury company because people are spending, I could maybe invest in one or two in South Africa and I could invest 10 or 15 globally. So I have a lot more opportunity. And furthermore, I have no doubt that in the years to come, inflation 
and our, and rand will depreciate. So I'll get I'll get that. But it's much short term. This is not a one or three year uh, fix. This is a five to ten year program. Yeah, Uh, we're going to go to the news headlines. If uh, you have a question for Brian, uh, excuse me, you can call on 011-714-2006. It's Personal Finance Tuesday on uh, The Talking Point, and uh, we're talking uh, retirement annuities and tax-free savings options uh, with Brian Hirsch. But, of course, uh, Brian is a personal finance expert, really is a finance expert, and you can ask him any question. It's 10.30 now. It's time for the news headlines. Nomsam Luli is standing by. SAFM, leading the conversation. Welcome back. Uh, we are having a conversation with uh, Brian Hirsch from Brian uh, uh, Brian Hirsch uh, Coley and Associates Pty Ltd. Brian Hirsch is the chairperson of Brian Hirsch Coley and Associates, and it's uh, Personal Finance Tuesday with Brian. Brian will give you uh, contact details for or, you know how to contact him outside of uh, this time and the slot. Interestingly enough, there's a lady who called while we had gone to break. Uh, Brian, she says she's 65 years old she is retired and wants to know if at her age it's still a good idea to continue uh, to contribute to her retirement annuity well if she doesn't need the income firstly and if she's still earning income and paying tax then she's the age is nothing you still get the deduction against that uh, income if you're not earning any income then whatever you contribute to a retirement annuity you'll get back in your pension, but it's very, very complicated. And I would say, if you're not working, you're not, put, you're, you're not saving any tax on your contributions, then I certainly would think that you should consider cashing it in, but it also depends on what other investments you've got, because remember, you do take tax on your pension. If you don't need the money and you don't want to contribute, then just carry on with the retirement annuity. Just have a look at the underlying investments, because a retirement annuity just is like buying a room from a company, you buy, could buy it from Liberty, Mutual, Sunlam, uh, Allen Gray, whatever you, you whatever you are. But it's what it's how you furnish that room, and that's how the investments are. So I, I liken the name retirement annuity to the room, but I, I talk about the furniture in the room, which, as you know, we, we, you move around, people yes. change their rooms. So the underlying investments depend on what your long-term strategy is. In other words, if you've got a short-term strategy, you don't want to be in the markets where we're hearing now offshore markets are down, all that South African markets are down. The good news this morning is the rand is slightly stronger, even though the oil price. So we want the oil price to fall, we want the rand to strengthen, and then we can get petrol prices again. Can I just make one comment for that I mentioned last week? Yes. For many, many years, I'd recommend the Fondisa Fund. And Fundisa informed us uh, a week ago that they're closing the fund in September. And the beauty of the Fundisa fund, and many listeners have bought the Fundisa fund direct. It's, it, you, you, you put in 200 rand a month, uh, that's 2,400 rand. And then at the end of the year, they pay you a bonus of 25% into that number. So you've virtually got a 25% return on the fund because you're getting that bonus, but it can only be used for tertiary education. Well, they're stopping it this year. It's been going now since 2000 and uh, I think 2007. They're stopping it this year. So people have been asking me what happens when you withdraw. So let me say this to you. If you withdraw before September, you will lose the bonus. Hmm. If If you withdraw after the 30th of September, 
you have lots of options, but those options will give you the bonus. So you won't lose the bonus. Previously, if you used it for anything other than tertiary occasion, uh, tertiary education, you would lose the bonus. Now they're actually giving you the bonus. So when the money comes out, you can reinvest it uh, in, in something also growth orientated for your children, but don't come out before the 30th of September. Yeah. Also, we had a, a caller by the name of Nelson who asked us uh, to tell you or ask you that he cancelled his retirement annuity at the age of 55, and he's 55 this year in 2022. And he says he actually was supposed to wait until 2032. Now, unfortunately, he's being penalized for withdrawing it early, and uh, he says he's been penalized up up to about 16,000 rand. Is that that correct? He wants us to ask you. Okay, well, there are two types of retirement annuities. The first type of retirement annuity, which many people took years ago, where there were upfront fees paid. So, for example, let's assume you bought a retirement for a thousand rand. The insurance company's fee was 50 rand a year, and the, the commission was 50 rand to the broker. They paid the broker upfront. So, let's assume on that one they paid the broker a thousand rand commission. In the event of cashing in a retirement annuity, there's what's called unrecouped expenses. Mm. So the insurance companies debit the retirement annuity with the commission paid that's not yet been debited on an annual basis. Because what they do, they debit it annually, but if you stop it early, then they retrieve some of all that and they debit your contract. That's the one type. Mm. The second type is where you only pay fees based on your current contribution and there will be no debit. So Nelson has been debited. Now, Trevor Manuel put together, maybe 10, 15 years, a statement of intent with all the insurance companies that they were limited of what debits they could make against the retirement annuity. So, Nelson, you need to contact your retirement annuity company, find out how they calculated the 16,000 rand. Does it fall within the arrangement of what's called statement of intent? Statement of intent and find out exactly what they've done, because you've obviously come out 10 years earlier. They paid commission for 10 years long. They, they would have paid the broker based on the number of years that you've taken out the policy, and they've got, to, they've got to recoup those expenses together with unrecouped expenses that the administrator hasn't yet charged for because they were charging on a yearly basis. They're allowed to charge up to a certain level. Um, I think it's somewhere around about 15%. Uh, but you need to check those figures. And Nelson, when you've got those figures, you can always give me a call. Yeah. Uh, we have a voice note question uh, for you, Brian. SAFM, um, can you ask for me from uh, uh, the finance guy, what is his advice on the nurses uh, or pharmacy workers that are moonlighting? as far as the the tax that they're supposed to be paying at the end of the year. Did you hear that, Brian? Yeah, uh, the question, have you got a KG? Um, I, I'm hoping they can play it again because I also didn't hear it properly. Please play the question again for Is Brian and I. Hello, hello, Katie. SAFM, um, can you ask for me from uh, uh, the finance guy, what is his advice on the nurses uh, or pharmacy workers that are moonlighting as far as the, the tax that they're supposed to be paying 
at the mm. end of the year. Okay. Uh, so it's basically healthcare workers that are moonlighting. Uh, you know, what kind of uh, tax should they be paying at the end of no, any financial no, year? I think it's in terms of percentage. Yeah. right should declare that income to the receiver revenue. Yeah. And then in their tax return, they will be taxed accordingly to their rate of tax, depending on what band they fall into. But I doubt any nurse or anyone who's moonlighting and being paid cash is in any way uh, declaring that for tax purposes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very much the informal workers, you know, you think about around South Africa. I'm not sure any of the difference in, in, in informal work where that tax comes from. If government could collect that tax, it would make it a lot easier. They would collect more money. Uh, but the right way is to declare the income. They're also entitled, if there are any expenses, they can write expenses off, but they should be declaring income. And depending on their rates of tax, uh, that's where they'll be taxed. But I, I, I don't think I've ever come across anyone who's come and told me that they've done extra work and informal work where they may have been paid cash. Yeah. If they've been paid differently, you know, as been paid into their bank account, then there's a trail, and then revenue can pick that up. Yeah, um, yeah. So everyone, everyone will declare it differently. Yeah. So your contact details for those that may want to contact right. you outside of here? And please don't leave out where you're calling from. I had a couple of calls this week. I phoned back, couldn't get hold of the people and didn't know where you were calling from. So I could not pass your question on to someone in your area. My radio line is 11 880 KG, have a great day. Thank you. And a good day to our listeners. Thank you to you too, Brian. We come back uh, to talk uh, personal development. It's Tuesday, of course. And we're talking the idea or the concept of self-actualization. Uh, we're going to talk uh, to Zoto Moyigwa, who recently received uh, released her book titled Be Undiluted. We're going to talk to her in a short while.